Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 152 of the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast. This is our sixth installment featuring women in youth ministry, celebrating them, encouraging them. And today is one of our friends, Emily Acton, who is one of the gatekeepers or managers of the Stuff You Can Use community group, which is where you may have seen her name, but where she's serving is in middle school ministry alongside her husband and leading that group. It is an incredible story of starting somewhere new, and it is a wonderful interview that you're going to love today. Before we get into the interview, though, there's a couple housekeeping things that I wanted to share with you. Number one, if you haven't posted already on Twitter and Instagram, hashtag those posts, women in YM, women in youth ministry, and let people know who are the women in youth ministry that you are thankful for, that you are celebrating, and you are encouraging. You can do that in a really official way at youthministrybooster.com slash giveaway. We're actually going to give away a subscription box of choice and a year of youth ministry booster for a winner for that, a woman in youth ministry. And so you could nominate someone, if that's your spouse, your friend, or someone that's meant a lot to you, if you're a guy in youth ministry, or if you're a woman in youth ministry, it could be you. Sign yourself up, nominate a friend, share, and let people know because we want this month to be an appreciation of women serving in youth ministry all month long. It is high time and overdue, and we are so happy to share. And so if you haven't checked out Youth Ministry Booster, one of the prizes that we're giving away, you can go to youthministrybooster.com right now and get a free month just to see what it's all about. It's our appreciation gift to you. We want you to check it out and see what the inside of the network is like, where folks are finding mastermind groups and care for the ways in which they are ministering. But until then, this is our interview with Emily Acton. I'll catch you at the end. Hello, and welcome to Youth Ministry Booster. My name is Chad Higgins, and I am so excited to be with you today. We are talking with uh, Emily Acton. Emily, how are you? Oh, I'm doing so great. Doing great. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Now, Emily, tell the people where they may have like seen you or heard of you on like a large Facebook like group from someone, yeah. right? Like <laughs> if they're going, Emily Acton, where have I seen that name? Where where does that come from? Yeah, so I actually I do digital marketing for stuff you can use. Yeah. I love my work. It's incredible. So I spend a lot of time on the stuff you can use, a Facebook community. Yeah. Uh, it's it's wonderful. I do a lot of moderating there, a lot of interacting with a bunch of wonderful youth pastors. So I get to work with uh, Kenny and Al Campbell, and it's been a blast. Emily, I just assume that you are the gatekeeper for the stuff you can use Facebook page. Is this correct or no? <laughs> Sometimes I am. I am the co-gatekeeper with a number of uh, wonderful moderators. So on occasion, <laughs> that. But I, I, in my mind, like that's how I want to perceive your work. Is okay, you in front of a computer screen going, "We'll let that through." Not a chance, right? (laughs) That's good. I love it. I love it. Well, tell us a little bit more. I mean, you are much more than uh, scrolling Facebook all day, right? Tell us um, more about you. Where are you from? How'd you get into student ministry? What did that look like for you? Absolutely. Yeah. So like I mentioned, I work for Stuff You Can Use. So I have my hand in a lot of youth ministry related um, marketing and uh, equipping through them. Uh, but I, I also... are they, They're not really doing anything right now, right? <laughs> not doing anything? Yeah, like they don't have their hand in anything. Like, I barely ever hear of Stuff You Can Use, so I, I don't know. Yeah. 
of course now you know we only have, <laughs> we, have we have grow curriculum I know, and numbers but nobody's ever heard of that yeah, so yeah. <laughs> uh so shameless plug grow numbers and grow curriculum are yeah. uh, amazing so go check it out um but anyway so i do that I'm also a middle school youth leader at First Christian Church of Dodge City, uh, where my husband is a youth pastor. So, you know, we're uh, kind of these partners in crime forever trying to dream up new things to do with the youth. And it's a complete blast. Uh, So we've been there for one month, uh, a whopping one month. uh, But I've been probably involved in youth ministry in some capacity since 2012. So it's been it's been a little bit a little bit of a process moving towards uh, where I'm at now. I think as far as so to go back to your question, what got me into youth ministry, yeah. it was this really uh, beautiful, unexpected succession of people handing me ministry before I even realized what was going on. Um, and it's odd because I didn't have a youth group experience myself growing up. Um, I think there were three really big things. Um, so back in 2012, I was new both to faith and the church, and I was really just kind of all in on trying to find places to plug in and serve. Uh, so I was approached and I was asked, Hey, like, will you uh, volunteer with the preteen ministry? So our fourth through sixth graders. And I was like, yeah, you know, sure. I guess I'll give it a try. And honestly, I was so awkward at first. It was, uh, God bless, you know, the other leaders for, for sticking with me and mentoring me. Um, because they had it in their minds that they were going to keep pushing me out of my comfort zone. Uh, and, you know, I just kind of blinked my eyes. And before I knew it, uh, a couple of years later, like I was leading lessons every week. Um, I was rummaging through the house, like trying to find the best ways to like create object lessons and use props and like teach as effectively as I could with these really, really dear, um, you know, preteens who I had come to love uh, so much um, and who I loved teaching. And I remember being so excited, just having ownership um, in these lessons and, um, you know, being given leadership, even maybe before I thought I was ready, but other people thought that they could kind of like push me out of the nest in a sense. Uh, So I got it in my mind that what I was going to do for the rest of my life uh, was to um, like write youth ministry curriculum and write children's ministry curriculum. So I ended up going to uh, Taylor University to study professional writing. and kind of around that same time that I was getting involved in this like preteen ministry, I was involved in a student-led uh, retreat ministry where, again, it was these group of wonderful Jesus-loving ladies who got a group of, um, of students together and said, okay, you plan this like outreach to your friends. And they let us plan it on the front end. They let us facilitate it um, during the event. And so I got a lot of this experience, um, both on the programmatic side of youth ministry and the relational side of youth ministry. Um, and there were just a lot of these moments of realizing that I couldn't, I couldn't accurately vocalize how alive it made me feel um, to be reaching out to students. And there were plenty of moments of just seeing how God was working where um, I realized that this ministry matters and ministry to youth is important. And so, uh, like I mentioned, I ended up at Taylor University, uh, where I ended up involved in this uh, youth revival ministry, which is kind of strange. Um, but again, here comes that theme of adults handing me ministry uh, before I thought I was ready. And I, I distinctly remember planning this prayer retreat um, in Michigan for high schoolers. And so much about it was a flop. <laughs> and, uh, but there was something so beautiful in, in being able to um, use my gifts and serve and, and try um, and fail in this safe place where 
um, kind of these keys were being handed over to me. And so uh, there's this really great quote, actually, uh, that I love a lot um, by Frederick Buechner. And he says, uh, the place God calls you to is a place where your deep gladness in the world's hunger meet. And I had come to this point mm. through all these experiences of realizing that my deepest gladness was storytelling and storytelling, especially in the context of student ministry. So I rearranged some things to, to make it happen. Um, I ended up studying public relations and youth ministry, which I know is an odd combo. Um, but again, it's funny because God's led me to this, to this place of, you know, marketing for stuff you can use and also serving in a youth ministry. And here I am at this intersection of the world's deep hunger and my greatest gladness. And it's been incredible to see uh, God work through it and, and lead me to youth ministry through it. Uh, it's been a really interesting ride um, and it's not over yet, I know. So. That's so awesome. Isn't it, isn't it crazy? Like in the moment of our story, you're like, God, this makes no sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I getting this? De- you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. this degree and at this time and why are they trusting me with this? And And then you like get a few years down the road and you look back and you're like, Okay. <laughs> right. Like <Yeah. laughs> this makes sense now. Um I I often look at my own ministry career and I'm like, God, why have you gifted me in these different ways? Like this doesn't seem like at all useful. Uh and then and then you realize like, oh, this is this is how he shaped me, this is how he's molded me, and these are the people that he's put in my life. Um Will you read that quote one more time? Because oh, like I would, I would love to like take it in a little bit more. Absolutely. So it's it's by Frederick Beekner and he says, The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Hmm. Boy, that just seems like it needs to be written on a mirror somewhere, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> um okay, so you've been in student ministry a while. Tell me one of your like favorite youth ministry moments. Yeah. So there's a lot of moments I could easily claim favorite. I think um, there have been, as you know, in student ministry, there's plenty of awkwardness. There's plenty yeah. of really like touching, like come to Jesus moments. Um, but I think my favorite one, it, it seems really small and it might seem kind of silly, um, but I think it still really affects me. And it happened at this uh, middle school conference called Junior High Journey that they used to have in the Indianapolis area. I don't think it exists anymore, um, but it did a couple of years ago. So I was there with um, a group of middle school students, and I was one of the leaders. So in my group, I had a couple of middle school girls. And uh, the one girl who was in my group had invited her friend. um, So we'll call the friend Nicole because I'll refer back to her in the story. And to my knowledge, uh, this girl, Nicole, didn't have much of a faith background. Um, Her friend had invited her, you know, uh, wanted to introduce her to faith. And so this conference was a really great place to kind of do that. So I just like, I fell in love with hanging out with these two girls. Mm. They were just silly and um, had wonderful thoughts and just, uh, it, it was a blast to see them like really interact with the content that was at this conference. Um, and you know, there, there were a lot of amazing things that happened there, right? Like there were meaningful conversations and I was able to present the gospel and all these good things that happen at conferences. Um, but the, my favorite moment, um, and this moment that still has a lot of impact on me, 
um, was during one of the last sessions and the communicator was talking about this passage in Revelation 2. So in this passage, there's an angel talking to the church in Pergamum and he says, um, he's talking about this idea of, um, I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. And so the communicator had this invitation time um, kind of at the end of his, his talk where he invited all, all the students to come to the front if they felt so led and uh, they could get their own like little white rock um, as, you know, a reminder an object lesson sort of deal. Uh, so, you know, it was, it was cool. And, and Nicole went up and I was happy to see her go up, but I was, I, I had held back and I was waiting um, for her and her friend and the other girls to get back. Uh, and these, these white rocks, let me just add, they weren't anything special. It was like right. these little, like, uh, like the little flat stones you, you might see in like a fish tank or right. uh, like a flower vase or whatever. So I'm waiting for her to come back with her rock, but she comes back and, and she, she grabs my hand and I feel her press something into it. And I'm like, what is she doing? And she, cause it's loud and there's like music playing and she's, she kind of like, she has my hand and she's pressing something into it. And she kind of looks at me and she smiles. Um, and like pauses for a minute and goes and sits back down. Um, and she had gotten me one of these little white rocks too. Um, and so I guess for some context, um, a big part of my philosophy of youth ministry is this idea that we're not just here to tell students how to behave and do what the Bible says, but we're here to invite them to partake with us in this really grand narrative of redemption. Mm. Um, and we're inviting them into this bold and beautiful story and then this moment where Nicole has, has my hand in hers and she, she has this rock that she's pressing into my hand that she had gotten for me. Um, she was inviting me to take part in her story. Yeah. And she was, um, she was inviting me to see how God was working in her. And she was saying, Emily, yeah. like, I want you to be a part of this. And she thought and, about you in the moment, right? Yeah. And, and I think, I think in that space, um, that space where there's a student inviting you into their story, and you're seeing that story interact with this really, really grand story of redemption. There is just something so holy and so sacred that happens. Um, and so I actually, I, I still, I keep that rock on my desk. I'm looking at it right now. Um, yeah. This is right under my computer monitor. Um, and it might seem small and it might seem silly, but just this moment of being invited into a student's story as they're being invited into God's grander story is so special to me. So, um, yeah. That's that's a moment that really stands out to me. That's so cool. That's such an amazing moment. Because a lot of these moments, and nothing taking away from any of them that I've heard, so many of them where it's like, it's isolated to the student. Mm-hmm. But like your story of like this student going, like this is a special moment for me and I want you to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Like beautiful and I believe probably very much a testimony to the impact that you had in her life. I mean, that weekend and before and all those kind of things, like that's, that's really, really special. What an amazing mm-hmm. moment. I, I, my encouragement to you is because I, I often tell myself this, there will be moments in ministry that aren't at all special like that. You know what I mean? That are, yeah frustrating and hard and like you want to remember the moment of that rock being pressed in your hand of going okay like the junk's worth it right Mm -hmm. um and especially when it comes to students like oftentimes we walk through like them wrecking our living room 
right? Um, to, mm-hmm. to have moments like that, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how many couches I have bought in my own actual house that I've had kids destroy over the years. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I believe it's worth it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, you get to go back in time, right? I mean, you're still, people are handing you stuff, right? <laughs> Um, if you could sit down and give yourself like specific wisdom or insight for you specifically, what would you say to yourself? Oh, easy. Definitely just to check my pride at the door. (laughs) Like you mentioned, like when people are just handing you ministry and they're, they're showing confidence in you, it is so easy to feel like you're the most talented person in the room. Mm. And it's so easy to feel like, like you're so special. Um, and that's, it's so counterproductive. I feel like sometimes, you know, and and I was so guilty of this, even as I was, you know, studying youth ministry, you feel like you read one youth ministry book and suddenly you're an expert, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, I've been so guilty by that. Um, so definitely just asking more questions and listening more humbly and, um, collaborating without an agenda. Um, I know, especially in team settings, I've been guilty of, um, you know, I'm collaborating, but in the end, I still want my ideas to win out. Right. <laughs> so, uh, it's, <laughs> that's really fun. So let's brainstorm yeah. as long as our brainstorm ends here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so guilty hundred percent. Um, and I recognize that, but it's, you know, I think back on all, a lot of amazing ministry has happened, but it's just when you bring other people's gifts to the table, like, that ministry just becomes more powerful. So, um, yeah, being more humble, not having an agenda, accepting feedback. Um, all that I would say is probably something that younger me could have really, really used. Okay. For, for me, this idea of pride is very much like thinking of herself, um, over anything else. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that pride can look very boastful, but pride can also be very um, self-deprecating in some ways um, for people. And, and I think that it's important that we understand that the ministry that we do is ultimately not about us and, mm-hmm. and our own glory in it or um, our own build up in the end either. And so I, I, I think that that's wise. I think finding a place where pride isn't um, a stumbling block. It's something that that we, I think, constantly beat out of ourselves, right? Yeah. Well, Emily, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure to to hear from you and talk with you and to finally meet you. Um, we will definitely see each other on Facebook, I'm sure, at some time and uh, hopefully uh, in person in real life. And so um, thank you so much for joining us on Youth Ministry Booster Today. Um, if you're joining us uh, through your ear pods or on iTunes or wherever, um, we want to thank you for being here and we'll see you tomorrow as we hear from another amazing woman in student ministry. There you go. That's our interview with Emily Acton. Emily, thank you for sharing your honest words and the powerful insight that our calling might be in the middle of where the world needs it most and that we might feel a deep gladness about it. 
thank you so much for sharing. If you want to get in touch more with Emily, check the show notes below for contact information or head over to the Stuff You Can Use Facebook community group. She'll be there gatekeeping and moderating. Emily, we are thankful for the work that you do, for the ways in which you lead, and for sharing today. If you like what you heard and you don't want to miss any of our more episodes of the Youth Entry Booster podcast, especially in October featuring and celebrating and encouraging women in youth ministry, make sure to click subscribe on your Apple Podcast, Google Play, or wherever you enjoy your podcast content. And if you feel up to it, rate and review. We always appreciate those. Thanks again, and we'll see you back tomorrow. I'm going to show you things you've never seen.